Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Hi, Marina. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for having this conversation with me. I've been uh, looking forward to speaking to you. And today we're going to talk about misunderstandings of connection. I know in my own experience that I craved connection, you know, and and it looked to me like that it was something I had to do in order to create it, that it was like, or if I found the right person, that it would just be there. But my experiences of connection were always something other than what I know of connection today. There were always some, some form of lust in a relationship or some form of there was something different to what i know of connection today you know in in a different way so my my misunderstanding was that like you know we're all connected but like you know separated through the illusion of thought that's how i see it today and and i'd love to i'd love to talk about that with you because that was something that i just chased and chased and chased and and it was always it was the more I chased it, the more unattainable it was for me. Of course. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yeah. But we human beings seem to excel at that, no? making up that we need to create whatever was already there in the first place. And it happens not only with connection, but with everything that remotely resembles connection. No joy and love and well-being and calmness and peace and yeah so it's interesting how if truly that was there before we can fool ourselves into believing that it's certainly not there and then the I, the, the created me needs to go and build it somehow, go and find it somehow, go and create it. When it, it becomes impossible because it is the fundamental thing that was there before the I was created. You see, so everything is all right. And then, and then the image of self is created. And that is the first illusion of separation. It is like the mother of all illusions of separation. <laughs> and then from, from then on, that illusion of separation is wanting to connect. But you enter a completely impossible realm in which, how do you make it so that separation feels connection? 
Yeah, when you say it like that, it just sounds so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about it from from the point of view of you know that that uh, a large percentage, I guess, is a fair number of humanity living a misunderstanding of how their experience is created. You know, they're they're living as a victim of or within the confines of their circumstances and and living life as if you know only when they achieve um a certain amount of things a certain amount of money a certain relationship a certain weight loss then they will then experience happiness love joy connection peace fulfillment you know all the things that we know are, are only experienced now in the now when you're present and to those people, it kind of really looks that way, that they have to search out and, and, and find connection in the right person. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of people that see it that way, that they live in, that, in the, you know, the great illusion, <laughs> I guess, is a good explanation for it. That, find, you know, like, let's take the example of the one, you know, like in relationships, people are searching for the one, that they think that there's one person that they're connected to. And when, when you know, that they match up, when they speak and they feel that connection, then that's it. They found that right person. Yeah. Well, the way I, the way I, I have started seeing it now is... We have fooled ourselves into believing so the, the, the illusion of the self fools itself into believing that it is through it that connection must happen. So it exists simply because of a story. It is a story. It is a story we have told ourselves about ourselves. And so we are desperate to find someone that connects with the story, that understands the story, that has similarities in the story so that they can feel empathy with the story. Or completely the opposite, someone that does not know our story and cannot then judge our story. But all of it, has to do ultimately with the story of I. Now, we all have moments in life in which we are faced with a lack of story, like when you are in front of a newborn baby and you have no story to tell yourself about it, about him or her. And it's not gonna listen to the story of who you are. It couldn't care less. <laughs> and so there is no story to feed or, or try to connect through. And so the story falls away in that second. And what you are left with is pure connection, pure presence before any story. But that also happens in nature, in contemplation, in meditation. All these states are just states in which we just naturally let go of the story somehow. 
you know, when you are contemplating a sunset or a sunrise and there is nothing to do. There is just presence. And there is no particular expectation or no particular um, craving or uh, anything in there. And in those moments, it's like you fall away from yourself. You fall away from that story, from that I. And you find yourself present. And there is everything you have been looking for. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, if I would have heard that long, you know, when I was in the, when I was in the searching phase, I guess, you know, when, if I would have heard that, you know, it just would have, I just would have looked at you sideways, like as if to say, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> but it makes so much sense to me today. You know, when you like, when I think about the the I that I think I am, you know, creates the separation. It's like I, I see that so clearly. You know, when I feel when I feel it, when I when I when I notice myself craving connection, I straight away flick to the opposite of seeing that. Where am I creating the separation? You know, um, but I only saw that because of how how the dominoes fell with with my understanding of the three principles. You know, when I started to see how my reality was created, when I started to have this type of conversation, um, you know, that's where it became more apparent to me. You know, when I started to look deeper at that stuff. But like, if I would have just heard a few years ago when I was in my searching phase, you know, the eye that I think I am I, or, or something like that, I would have just, you know, it wouldn't have made much sense to me at that time. Yeah. I remember the first time someone asked me, who are you without your story? And I remember just blankness, you know, just like, what do you mean? I am my story. But we're not. I mean, when you look at a newborn baby, it is already complete. It doesn't need a story to complete it. Right? It is pure potential. And then we go into life, we tell ourselves the story that we need to accomplish this and that and get something else. And, and that will then become who we truly are. And we miss the fact that we, what we truly are is before any of that. Any of it. And, and the feeling that we think accomplishment and um, fame and love and connection and whatever we're looking for will give us can only be found before. Now there is something that you just said, Jason, that is incredibly important. You started making sense of this when you understood how you were creating your reality by a thought. 
So it's, it's, it's a bit of a catch 22. It's a bit of a conundrum when we get to see what is true by seeing what isn't true. So the only way we can find truth is actually by discovering everything that is not true. And it seems like an insurmountable task, you know, find out everything that is not true. But it's actually very, very simple. In order to just be left with truth, we just have to kind of let go of everything that is opinion. Everything that is belief. Everything that cannot be true for everyone and everything. You know, in the Mahabharata, they explain that for something to be true, it needs to be true in your blood, in the town square, and in the galaxies. And whatever is not found in those three realms cannot be part of truth. So what if you just let go of everything that is opinion, of everything that is belief? And the way to do that is exactly what you said. Realize how you are creating it and how solid it becomes and how constricted you start feeling when you start taking it as true. How your reality just shrinks. And when you realize how you create it, then it becomes really fun because you get to see it in real time as it is being created via thought in you. Now it all sounds very serious and, and, and difficult because we think we are doing it and we miss that we're really not, it's just happening in us. All those opinions, all those thoughts, they're just, happening in us. So there is nothing we need to do about them, except realize what they are. And treat them as such, as illusion. Yeah. I, I love your explanation of truth, you know, because I didn't have a clue what that was. You know, it was kind of like truth was just whether someone was telling me something that they thought was true. And, and if I, you know, it was, that was it. But I've been reading a lot lately about <clears throat> just, and, and seeing what truth is, you know, what is true for everyone, you know, what is, what is absolutely the same, what doesn't change, you know? And then um, also I was reading beyond beliefs, um, a book, 
the other day over the weekend and there was a lot of stuff in there about truth and and the words seeing and knowing you know capitalized you know like what is really seeing and what is really knowing you know and um and and what you were just talking about you know once once the dominoes started to fall about what was real and what wasn't and what was truth you know it's kind of like it's quite funny you know it's quite funny to to see the the made up stuff that I get caught up in on a daily basis that kind of looks like truth that really isn't, you know, that's just a, that's just a fabrication of my, of my mind, of the illusion that I create as my reality. Um, you know, so I've, it's something that I've just, it's just being shown to me all the time since I just say like, it's like dominoes starting to fall that once they, once the dominoes start to fall, then it's just like, it's everywhere. You know, I see the amount of stuff that I make up everywhere. And I, and I see that all, um, when I was at the, the weekend with Dickon, he drew like a little diagram and it was like, um, it's difficult to explain a diagram, but it was like a wave, you know, and imagine a wave, just like a squiggly line. And he said, this is how, where most people operate, you know, like they're happy, then they're sad, then they're happy, then they're sad, you know, like, like a wave. And, um, and he said, but like when that looks like your life, you know, like when you're going like that, it's kind of like, you're always trying to be happy. You know, but when you know that there's, then he drew a line with a layer beneath it. And he said that when you're operating from here, you know, when, when you know that this wave is not, is just your thought, it's just what you've created, you experience life in a completely different way, you know, and, and, and your moods and the, the illusion of being connected or separated, you know, that you're creating on a daily basis has no effect on, on who you are and, and how you feel about your life, you know, and I thought, yeah, that's how I see life. That's how it's changed. I'm like, I have moods, but it's just kind of irrelevant. You know, it's just kind of, I feel separated. I feel connected, but I know straight away what it is, you know? I love what you just said. When you create connection, <laughs> and how then suddenly that created connection feels like capitalized connection. And it's not. You know what we were talking about earlier, you know, like, yeah, you and me, we go together and we belong because we have the same story or we, have, or we like the same things or whatever. We create, we seem to create connection through that. But it's, that's not connection. That's just one more illusion creating. And so here's, here's because of course, you know, people listening to this out there, very, uh, very well could say, how can you talk about the truth? There is not one truth, right? You have your truth and I have my truth and this is true for me and that is true for you. Yeah, well, that's not true. What is true for me and is not true for you is not true. And so and that is how, that is, that is, that is almost where the clue is, you see? Because it is not what we have created that can be true. It is that we created it. So it's like 
you can be dreaming the most beautiful dream and I can be dreaming the most horrible nightmare, but we are both dreaming and that is true for both of us. And so someone can be creating a beautiful experience of life and someone can be creating a really horrible one. But the mere act of creation is true. I was talking to someone yesterday and, and we were using the analogy of, you know, watching Leonardo da Vinci paint. What, what he paints is not true, it's that he paints. And it's not that he painted heaven and then, oh, that is true. And when he painted hell, then that is not true because it's not pretty or because it's bringing suffering, like what you were just saying. When you are creating pain, you are still creating it. When you are creating bliss, you are still creating it. But before the creation is the creator. And in a very, very literal way, that is true for everyone. That we think, that we feel, that we fool ourselves into believing that what we think and what we feel is ours and then we need to do something about it. What is, is creating connection better than creating separation? Well, as long as we're talking about the creation, we're not really looking at what we want to be looking, how it is being created, how the experience of it is being created with our thinking in the moment. And so, Understanding that allows you a different space and you can actually watch Leonardo and be fascinated by what it's being, what, by the creation that is taking place regardless of the content of what is being created. And you can become fascinated about how you are creating suffering in real time. and become incredibly curious about how that changes in a millisecond when new thought comes in. Yeah, it's so powerful to see that, you know, the creation of <clears throat> connection creation of separation just come from the same the same energy you know the same the same creative energy of thought you know and that none of them are good or bad you know they're just both an illusion you know in the, in the same way but i lived my life for so long in that i was trying to always create the one that i thought would feel good you know yeah yeah and 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 you see, in that sense, no matter how strong and solid the illusory 
self-esteem and security in yourself can seem it will never amount to the certainty and the, and the deep love for yourself that can come from understanding how you are created, which is who you truly are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious about like, I think when I feel, when I'm present with another human being, you know, when I'm not caught up in my thoughts or when I'm aware that what I'm caught up in is just something that I'm creating in the moment, you know, when I'm present with somebody, you know, that's when I realized that that, had, that came from me and not to me, you know, from someone else you know, that it came from me, that I experienced it from me, you know, that was the most powerful realization that I'd had. Like now when I have the experience of not understanding somebody or feeling like they should be doing something in order to improve my you know, my feeling in the present moment, I, it, it, it doesn't go any further than that. I just realized straight away that, oh, this has to come from me, not to me. You know, it's not something that someone else has to give to me. It's something that comes from within me. Exactly. And understanding that allows you to let go of it. Yeah. When you realize what it is, when you see it for the illusion that it truly is, and you are not interested in illusions anymore, <laughs> then you can allow it to be, allow it to exist, do its thing and continue. So I guess many people have, have relationships with an illusion you know like both people having an illusion of who the other person there's the 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 i that they think they are and there's the the person that the other person i'm gonna get tongue tongue twisted in trying to explain it but there's like there's a there's a few illusions within it within two people right absolutely yeah and we are we are like Meaning-making machines. We make concepts all the time. And the second we are, the second we create a concept about anything, it's like we have made up our minds about it. We have ticked the box. We have put it in a mental drawer of what it is. And we never look at it again. And that happens to us with, I don't know, trees. You know, you ask adults, so how is the tree outside your office or outside your window? And they tell you, well, it's just a tree. And, and they haven't looked at it for years or months. And it's not the same tree that was there years or months ago. It has changed. It has, it's completely different. And, and you see children 
children are in relationship with reality. And we, are in we adults are in relationship with concepts, not with reality. So we, we have stopped looking at reality because we think we already know it. We have stopped exploring. And so our entire life is literally happening in our head because we are only in relationship with concepts and beliefs about things. So what do you think happens when you've been living with someone for 17 years and you think you know who they are? We enter relationship with the concept of who the other person is and we stop having a true relationship. We stop exploring the person. And then of course, five years in, we're uh, getting bored. Well, no wonder you're getting bored. You're, you're, you are in a relationship with a script. That's it. Of course it's boring. You know, and that, a few more years down the line, it's, you're not the person I thought you were. Well, of course not. <laughs> They're not. Everybody is changing all the time. I am not the same person that I was this morning. I've changed a few times already. But we, we have stopped exposing ourselves to the other person. And we don't want them to expose themselves to us either. We only bring out our story. That's what we expose people to, our story, who we think we are. And so it's like, we are not even living our lives. Our avatars are. Our created avatars are living our life. And it's exhausting because they're not real. And maintaining something that is not real is very, very tiring. And there can be no connection in between stories. You see? So having the, having the understanding that, well, you are not your story. You are not the story you've made up yourself to be. Neither is anyone or anything else. And having the curiosity to come back to life, literally come back to life gives you instant connection that's that's where it's at that is connection not a made-up story of how similar we are yeah um it's so powerful, like waking up to that realization, you know, to seeing, to seeing how made up the world is that we live in, you know, and, and it was for me, certainly. And, and, and it certainly opened my eyes to so much. I wonder like if people, people don't seem to 
see that though unless things get really painful for them you know it tends to be like most people that i've met on this journey have been the people that things have got so bad and then they've started searching and then yeah they stumbled upon this understanding it seems that and unless things get to a point of pain that's bad enough for people to search you know they 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 stay and live their life in an illusion you know like with it with the illusion of another person and and living in those concepts and those stories that you talked about um and it, it from from where i'm sitting it doesn't look particularly appealing you know <laughs> well good i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad but you that's but that's the thing jason was how we we bought into the story that a beautiful story would be it mm. and so we are dying for a beautiful story and we give up everything everything even our health even our mental well-being even our peace to create a beautiful story to create the best story out there. And then you have people that are incredibly beautiful, incredibly successful, incredibly loved by everyone around them. And they're depressed and they're suicidal. And they are taking drugs and they are not finding it. Well, it's not, truth is not in the story. The content of the dream will never get you to understand the dreamer. Will not get you to meet the dreamer. It is not in the dream. You need to be willing to leave the content alone for a while and look at how it's coming to be. How is it that it's actually happening? And then you find not only natural connection to everything, but incredible connection to everyone around you because everyone is doing exactly the same thing. With different contents, yes. With different stories, yes. But that is ultimately the one thing that everyone has in common. Everyone is creating. And it opens up an enormous compassion for everyone around you, regardless of their suffering. Yeah, it's been miraculous in my life, for sure. You know, like, not, not just the way I see life and the way I see other people, but in the way other people see me, you know, I'm con constantly getting like, people saying to me oh, what what's happened to you you know what's changed so much why are you smiling so often you know it's like 
you because I was just so miserable. You know, when I when I was living in that creation, in my story, you know, in in my victimhood, in my um, you know never good enough, you know, all the stuff that I made up about myself. It was like I just there was no room for connection or happiness. You know, it's kind of it was just never there. But like these days, when I just see it. You know, since the dominoes started to fall and and I'm constantly looking as the creator of the reality rather than the content of what's being created. You know, it's like there's so much more peace of mind. There's so much more happiness, so much more contentment, so much more joy, so much more love and curiosity with my kids and friends. And, and you know, life just seems really beautiful. Like most days I get up kind of excited wondering what's going to happen today you know with with absolutely no idea about what's going to happen you know it's like well life came out to play today yeah. i am going to go out and play too what will be nobody knows but i completely relate to what you're saying like that excitement that that presence God, it just brings you alive, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. I love the word curiosity, you know, it's like, it's just being curious, you know, about, about everything, about people, about life, about what's next, about what things mean or don't mean, you know, everything that comes into my it, into my reality in the day. You know, just being curious about it makes such a difference. Absolutely. Well, curiosity makes you present. You can't be curious and not present. Yeah. It opens you up to whatever is. No, I mean, look at kids. They are curious about everything. Now they see a rock and it's like, wow. And they see sand and it's like, wow. And whatever they find is just fascinating. But that's the whole thing, Jason. Kids learn because they do not pretend to know. Yeah. The second we pretend to know, we have lost the game. We have closed ourselves off. We are not present anymore. Yeah, look, I, I used to say that um, I had to be like a good parent, you know, to show my kids how to live. But like, I very quickly realized that it was the other way around, that they came to show me how to live, you know. Yeah, and you know, what you were saying before, like we're looking for the one that we feel connected to. Man, how I become curious about the people I have, I feel no connection with. Mm. It's like, really? Wow, this is so interesting. How is this happening? And that immediately, immediately starts making illusion disappear. Like it just starts dissolving. If we just get curious. And bringing that level of curiosity to, to life, you know, because 
people talk about you know, relationships and connection and we immediately assume we are talking about relationships with other human beings and connection with other human beings. But there is so much more on offer because we ultimately are in relationship to everything around us. And like we are in relationship to the coffee that we're drinking and the, and the dishes that we're washing and the wind that is blowing. And we are in relationship to everything. We are in relationship with our thoughts. We are in relationship with our feelings. You know, we reject them. We accept them. We attach ourselves to them. That is relationship. And when you start exploring that connection with everything, that relationship with everything, How on earth are you going to feel alone after that? Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. It makes life seem so magical, you know? It is. It is, yeah. It is. How is it that we're in relationship with everything that is all the time? Well, we're going to have to come to the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was, um, but I could have carried on, you know, for ages. That was such a great conversation. Thank you for that. I loved it. Thank you very, very much. Thank you.